This episode of Two Girls, One Pup was brought to you by listeners like you who support independent artists and by people who love puppies. Pups and dogs. Dogs. Male camp. Dogs. Puppies. Ooh. Comedian Todd Masterson is a stand-up comedian who's written for all types of cool shows. On today's episode, we're going to find out what it's like to write for legends like Joan Rivers and RuPaul. And I'll talk to him about what it's like to live with a tiny person, Rob, and a tinier dog, his pug, Braddock. It's Braddock. Braddock. It's Braddock. It's um, Dustin Hoffman's last name in The Graduate because we're homosexuals. Uh, so that's why she has the gayest name on the planet. This guy is six foot seven. So we're about to find out what it's like to be a giant comedian. I feel like a Ken doll in like a Fisher Price people car, you know? <laughs> right. I'm right. just too big. Coming up on this episode of Two Girls, One Pup. Give me them treats. Hey there, dog people. It's your host, Monique Madrid. Welcome to the show. Very excited to talk to Todd, and we'll get to his episode in just a moment. But first things first, I know you're not in the mood. I know it's cold. I know you're comfy in your outfit, but too bad. You got to grab that leash. You got to get that poop bag. Don't be a poop bag yourself. Come on, guys. Let's go outside and meet the dogs in our neighborhood. All right, so your dog's name is... Vienna. Vienna. <laughs> Which is the best name for a dachshund I think I've ever heard. Because she's yeah. a dachshund. Vienna sausage. <laughs> All right, you had some pretty good um, theories on dachshunds. What are the things that you've known? Because how long have you had her? How long have you had her? Uh, let's see, we got her at three months, so it's been about six months. Oh, she's still a puppy. Yeah, she's nine months, just nine months. How is training a dachshund puppy... Horribly stubborn and never. Yeah. Not like it's like no Vienna, don't do that. She literally gives me the weirdest look and then keeps doing whatever. Just completely ignores you. Yes. She's still not potty trained. Oh no, really? Yeah. No. I hear that once though the dachshunds are really stubborn, but once you can train them, that they're good. Yes. So you're just wait holding out for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe take her to a course of some sort, or I, I don't know. And then again, I don't know if she'd even listen to the course. Right? What is this your first dog? Yeah, yeah. I'd say. Yeah? My grandparents had a dog, but that's not my dog. Really. No, but you still go see that dog, right? Yes. So what's your, why'd you pick a dachshund? Uh, well, the apartment only allows yeah. dogs up to 30 pounds. Okay, yeah. And so we wanted a dog that's, you know, going to be, and it's a smaller Smallest. And I noticed something, like, after my... Well, the mother picked out the species of dog. I looked on a magazine. It was picked perfect, but it was a bunch of questions on dogs. And what? And I answered. And I did every question. And it, said, and it just said dachshund on there. Really? It matched. Yeah, so you? that means. Well, that means my mom's very good at picking. What's your favorite trait about her? What's your like? What are your top three favorite things about her? I'd say my first favorite would be that she is very energetic. Okay. Second favorite. Probably that she's very social because I know it's at this dog park. It takes her a while just to even get warmed up by going with other dogs. Mm-hmm. And but for most of one hour, she just stays with humans. She does like humans, yeah. Third that seems to be part. a dachshund thing, huh? My third favorite part would be. Hmm, let's see here. Um, <laughs> Hi, sweet girl. That. She, she just jumps up <laughs> and, and with her tongue out, she licks so much. You can pick them she, up. They're so nice. Yeah, she's so easy. Hi, sweet girl. Oh, she's very licky. (laughs) Oh, God. I'll make it sound spontaneous. Todd Masterson. Well, hi. Thank you for being on the podcast. Of course. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. (laughs) You, I'm very excited to talk about you and your career. Uh, because you're, you've been in many writers' rooms, couple, um, but mostly you've got a really great dog. I do. Oh, Her name is Braddock. It's Braddock. Braddock. It's Braddock. It's um, Dustin Hoffman's last name in The Graduate, because we're homosexuals. Uh, so that's why she has the gayest name on the planet. Um, but she is a little black pug. She's almost ten. How old did, was she when you got her? Um, my husband actually got her before we were together. Um, he got her as a puppy, so I think three weeks. 
Wait, and then how old was she when you met your husband? Um, four. So but, you adopted? Yeah, I'm a step. I'm technically a stepdad, I guess. W- how was that experience? Um, it was actually it was kind of spicy at first. I had never been around small dogs. We'll talk about this later. But I grew up on a farm in Missouri. Oh, We've talked about this before. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm from Missouri. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk get into about it later. That. Um, you know what? But, I'm going to say it. We'll talk about that. Come on. I'm the host, buddy. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, um, um. <laughs> but I uh, grew up on a farm in Missouri with labs and golden retrievers. So I was a big dog person my whole life and never had been around small dogs. Were you a little um, like, ew, gross, small dogs about not, them? Not that. Um, I was a little, um, he uh, shows her more attention than me when we were first dating and stuff, you know? She like, sh- he showed her more attention? Yeah, yeah, saying. and okay. she did not like me because pugs are very, like, standoffish, yeah, you know? yeah. So it took a while for her to warm up to me. Oh. And um, yeah, and also, especially like when we were first dating, he'd be like, oh, we have to go home. I have to walk my dog or and then we'd walk into the apartment and be like, oh, my God, Braddock, I'm so excited to see you. And then he would come over and just be like, OK, um, I'll see you later. You know, it's like, yeah, I was like, I need you to talk to me like you talk to the dog. <laughs> right, right. Um, but then and he's like, well, you better be as excited about the dog when I come home. <laughs> yeah, then. exactly. It goes both ways, buddy. Um, but we <laughs> moved you know, pretty fast as a relationship. Yeah. And we got domestic partnered before we were together for a year. And then we moved in together at that time. So when we moved in together, she became my dog. And then I was obsessed with her. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with her now. Like she's my baby. I have pictures of her all over my phone. (laughs) I have pictures of her all over my house. Like we have framed pictures of her everywhere. And now I'm a pug person. Yeah. I have to say when you have a specific type of breed dog, like Comet is a dachshund. That's a very specific breed. Yeah. So you get, let me guess, do you constantly get people posting pug pictures Always. on your Facebook? Always, right? stop. And because I do, like I literally have like 15 minutes of stand-up about pugs. So right. like pugs are becoming my brand. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey. Yeah, right? I'm not mad about it. Right. So uh, strangers on Twitter and on Facebook all the time are constantly posting uh, pug memes and videos and I eat it up. Yeah. I never mind. Do you buy your, I have a rule, kind of a rule. I don't really buy myself docs and things. No. Oh, you don't have that rule. No, I don't have that rule, but I don't. I'm the same as you. Oh, you don't. don't okay. Yeah, I don't. Like, I feel like I don't want to become that person, but if people give me things, like yeah. we were looking around here the other, they're kind of hidden, but there's a pen, there's his picture. Yeah, I have spoon rests that are dachshunds. Mm-hmm. I have just dumb little things all over the place yeah. that I get as gifts, and they yeah. make me very happy. Yeah, I love it. Um, my nephew, um, his name is Jack, and he is. I think six. I'm a bad uncle. Uh, but he's uh, six. And last year for Christmas, Rob and I were home in Missouri. And he um, had this big plastic farm set that he had gotten at Orshelin. And there was a pug figurine in it. <gasps> and he was like, Uncle Todd, I think you should have this. And I almost started crying right That's in front of him. That's the sweetest. Yeah. And, and, and it's a fawn pug. We have a black pug. But he was like, he was like, I, I know it doesn't look like Braddock, but I think you should have this because you'll probably get one one day. And I was just like, <laughs> so um, I carry that pug. It's just a tiny little, you know, one inch plastic pug figurine uh, that I carry around in my backpack, like when I go on tour and stuff. Oh, my God. It's my road pug. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Yeah. You know what? I have a dachshund stuffed animal that if I travel along, I'll take with me. Yeah. And it's it's not my road pug, but it's my <laughs> Dachshund date. It's my dachshund date. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, good. Date. I just noticed that Comet is naked. I've never met him naked before. Oh, yeah. Isn't he cute naked? Yeah. He's, he's a good nude. He's a good nude. He is good. Well, because he kind of feels like skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he feels like a baby, and he is the perfect length. He really like We spoon a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes, and his ears, feel the back of his ears are kind of baldy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's does missing, feel like skin. He's missing a layer of guard hairs. Okay. Which is a form of alopecia, which is okay. ironic because I'm a hairstylist as well. <laughs> um, That's but so funny. But he, it, sometimes I get creeped out because he feels too much like a baby. Yeah. And it's weird. Oh, he's got a fun blue eye. Yeah. Um, we think he's mixed with a dog called a Catahoula leopard dog. Oh, okay. And I was going to say, isn't Akita, don't they have white blue eyes? Is that... Some of them. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Every dog, Todd. (laughs) Also, I love that you were like, hey, would it be okay if I brought wine over? (laughs) I'd like to state for the record, anybody can bring me wine or docs and things anytime they ever want. (laughs) Anytime. That's good to know. Thing, because it gets 
dreadlocked and matted and infected around their like hineys, you yeah, know? Yeah. And um they literally can get infections and um maggots and stuff will eat them alive if you don't do that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it really made me angry that uh those billboards are going up because if you're a good farmer, you shear in May and by the time October rolls around, they have a winter coat. Right. And then you shear it again in May. You're so, not shearing them yeah. right before the There's no snow. farmer and there's not like a need for wool around the world, I think, to shear a sheep in January. Like I don't think anyone's doing that. You right. Know? Right. They shouldn't be. I think there's enough wool in the world that they can do it once or twice a year. Right. Um, and it's not their skin. It's not It's lamb. not their skin. Right. It's not leather. It's literally like donating your hair to Locks of Love. Right. That's what you're doing. You're just – and it's it's better for them. They feel better as animals when you do that. Do they um, – They you can tell that they're just like, oh. Yeah. Like we used dogs, to, when they get a haircut, they yeah, feel better. We, yeah. You know, sheep are very springy, <laughs> right. uh, like Tigger. And so um, we would shear them and you could just see like you uh, – a whole – thing of wool from one sheep can weigh up to, up to like 50 pounds one sheep yeah so wow. um and it can go up to it can go from that like i think you can go up to like almost 100 pounds oh my god depending on how long you've let it grow in because it holds in a lot of moisture and there it holds in like sticks and straw like it's very heavy right really? so what they'll waddle in <laughs> you know and we'll put them in the stock and we'll shear them and then as soon as we let them out they literally spring away and jump around the field and play so it's like me Anderson don't know shit. Exactly. Like that makes me angry because I guess wool isn't vegan, but it's animal friendly, you know? Right. Well, don't lie about what it is because mm-hmm. they acted like you were torturing yeah. these sheep. Exactly. Sheep that are meant to provide wool and stay alive are being treated very well. Are those sheep different than an- than sheep that are meant to be eaten? Yeah. It's. I think it's the same as cows. Like okay. you don't butcher dairy cows. You know. It's right. Like, That's what yeah. I, yeah. It's. It's. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. The the lambs and stuff that are raised uh, to eat are different. They don't produce okay. the same kind of wool and stuff like that. Oh, they don't. And universally, I mean, you know, goat is the most eaten meat in the world, sure. followed by sheep. Um, and it's. Uh, they're usually treated pretty well. Um, being a gay man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were aware that you were a gay man when you were a farmer. Um, I, well, I, I didn't know the definition of gay, but I okay. knew that I liked boys. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever do an eccentric <laughs> haircut on the sheep? No, but <laughs> we did uh, card our own wool, which I'll explain in a second okay. if you don't know what that is. I do. We did card our own wool and spin it into yarn, and I took knitting classes, and I know how to knit. You did? Yeah, I knit hardcore. You do? Yeah. My brothers and I, I have two older brothers. We were not allowed to play sports. And so when I was a kid, my mom always put like a marker in our hand or a crayon. Like when we were at restaurants or church or wherever, like um, instead of like making us go outside and play, like we were really crafty. So I learned to make my own yarn and knit when I was a child, like a, I don't know, eight, nine. Do you knit now? Yeah, all the time. And crochet. I mostly crochet because I can... I have a giant head, and so I make my own beanies. You do have a big head, yeah. yeah. Well, you're six foot seven, right? Yeah, I'm six seven. Well, I mean, well, first of all, go back. What's, uh, yeah, what's carding wool? Oh, so I want to know the wool. short story. Okay, so you shear sheep, and you have all this wool, right? And it's full of like burrs and pine needles, and uh, possibly like bugs and you know sheep poop, like all yeah. this stuff. So uh, you have to wash it really, really hard. You wash it, and you get all the lanolin off too, which is that oil that yeah, they put yeah. in, like. I'm allergic like, to lanolin. Yeah, they put it in like hand lotion and stuff. Yep, and lip um, uh, chapstick. Oh yeah, and chapstick. That's yeah. where I'm allergic to it. Um, so you have to wash it really, really, really hardcore to get all that stuff out. And then you take these two flat, they're called cards. They're two flat covered in tiny little spikes, kind of like a really, really fine hair comb. I've seen them. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and sure. the cards are like a three by five note card. Okay. And they're kind of curved. And so you fill one side. It's almost like Velcro, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, mm-hmm. but the spikes on both sides. So you fill the one card with like a good clump of wool and then you just rake it against itself and it softens it. And then yeah. that's how you kind of start to roll it into like, you know, it looks like a really, really fat, fluffy joint. Yeah. And then you take that. Oh, that'd be so good too. And then you take <laughs> that and you go to your, your your spinning wheel and you connect, you know, you connect the little end of that and then you slowly start spinning yarn and that's how you spin yarn. Wow. And you can also, there's a hand spinner. Like if you don't have a big like Rumpelstiltskin spinner, mm-hmm. um, there's a hand <laughs> one that just looks like a giant top, like a toy, like a child's top, but okay. it's giant. 
you spin that on the ground and then it spins your wool for you. I think I've seen that in like old tiny places when when you're a kid and you go see how this is made. Yeah, those like uh, those old time reenactment villages. Yeah, I never went to one because I went to like real shitty tiny Christian schools. But I know I was always I always wanted to. Yeah. Where you got to go and like become a banker or I was the Ironsman. Did you ever go to the Daniel Boone home? No, I should have. Wait, that's not in Independence, Missouri, is it? No, no, I think oh, I'm going to lose my Missouri card. I think it's in Hannibal. By oh, OK. The, or it's close to like the Mark Twain stuff. I did not go to that. Um, but that's a whole like old timey reenactment village now. Because oh. kids like would go to those like kids in public school would go yeah. to those places. It was a field trip. And then yeah. in the fall, there's always fall festivals and stuff. There. Right. But um, yeah, they do that kind of stuff there. Well, if you're joining us now, welcome to the Two Girls, One Sheep podcast. <laughs> All about sheep stuff. That's so interesting. We had now. a sheep dog. You did? Yeah. Ooh, did it have cute bangs and you couldn't see his face? She did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, you know those, uh, I don't remember her exact breed, but you know that um, the Bush, the band, that album cover with the dog that was covered in dreadlocks? Oh, oh, like a Muppet dog. Yeah, she was like that. She oh, was one of those. And that's she was, the best. She was really big and she had giant white dreadlocks. And she had the bangs over her eyes where you couldn't see her eyes. And um, always listen to reggae music. Always, she was always high. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, Missouri. But uh, the thing about sheepdogs is, which drove me nuts growing up, like insane, uh, was that they are only supposed to love the sheep and hate everything else. So like humans, foxes, raccoons, like do- other dogs. So we weren't allowed to like pet her and play with her and stuff. She lived in the barn. She didn't live over by the house. She ate at the barn. She never left the barn. She lived with the sheep because she's trained. She's nanny. Mm -hmm. She's their nanny. Yeah. Her job is to take care of her babies. And so even when she was a puppy, she would growl at us and stuff. And I'd be like, I want to go pet her. And my mom would be like, no, you can't. She has to not like people. She has to not like anything but sheep. And so it was like the hardest thing Did she ever protect the sheep from... Some like something bad. Um, yeah, she got in a really bad fight with a coyote one time. Mm. We almost lost her, um, but the coyote died. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like an episode of Looney Tunes. I know. Um, wow. But we also had, like, I'm not even kidding, like 30 feral barn cats to keep all the rats and mice away. Cats. Yeah. I, Moving on. Moving yeah. On. My aunt fell asleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So she, her name was Wilhelmina, and her uh, we called her Mina Mina. Because she was mean. Yeah. And that's how, also how you called her. You just oh. say, you go, but this is how you call her. Mean, 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 Like, that's how you call her. Like, my, it was so funny hearing my dad <laughs> at like six o'clock in the morning in the snow, like going over to feed Wilhelmina and be like, mean, 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 mean. But in her later years, I think she lived to be 18. Wow. Yeah. In her later years, she was finally like, you know what? I'm going to have to start liking people because I need them to take care of me. So I actually got to like pet her and take care of her and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She was like that old lady who was like the crotchety old lady at the corner who finally like. Exactly. All right, you can bring me cookies. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's great. Mm. I love her. Yeah. And she was, I mean, she was huge. I need to look up what kind of breed she was because she was humongous. How old were you when you hit your height? And is it annoying that people talk to you about your height all the time? No, I don't care. It's an easy icebreaker. It's okay. like a really easy icebreaker. Okay. That isn't, it's a really easy icebreaker that isn't embarrassing. Like, you know, when people have like... Um, I don't know. You know, like when when people are like, "Oh, can I touch your hair? I've never seen hair like that before." Yeah. It's an appropriate icebreaker because right. I don't care. Okay, um, but some people do care. Yeah, I used to be like, Everybody's "Oh, you're so short." Yeah, and it yeah. used to bother me. Now I'm like, "Yeah." Um, but uh, but were you like really tall when you had this big dog, or no, did it look so like a normal sized dog? I you? so I'm six seven. I was probably five eleven when I started high school. Oh, okay. And then um. Probably hit six feet at like sophomore year. And then between sophomore year and graduation, I grew like seven inches. Was it which, painful? So painful. Like up, even up until my freshman year of college, um, I was having growing pains. And like I could, like my arms would throb and my legs would throb. Mm. And I couldn't, um, I couldn't raise my arms above my head. Oh. I thought I had like a weird form of bone cancer or something because I was just in pain all the time. <laughs> but did you notice um, you were like growing out of your pants and mm-hmm. being like, when's it going to yeah. end? Yeah. Well, my, like I said, I have two older brothers and they're like six one and six two, And I just kept going and I was like, it's got to stop eventually. It's got to stop eventually. Oh, man. I've never had a, a growing pain ever. Really? No. How I, tall are you? Five, two and a half. And oh, that okay. half counts. Yeah, it does. Um, 
My husband's yeah, five four. I was so say you have a tiny husband. Yeah, and he's the same half half counts. I now, think half counts up until like five six. I think you're right. Well, yeah. and but my mom is like five nine and a half, maybe five oh, ten. Wow. Um, and her brother, I don't know how tall he is. I want to say he's either six. He might be six three. Okay. Um, but I guess he looked like a freshman in high school or like an eighth grader all through high school and then right at his senior year, shot up. Shot up. And my mom grew another inch and a half after she was 21. Oh, wow. So I kind of thought maybe I have hopes. Yeah, you grow until you're 24. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I've also heard you can grow taller after you have kids or a baby. Oh, I've never heard that. Um, I read that somewhere. But at this point, I'm clearly not growing anymore. And I would come home from school every day. And cry and tell my mom I hated God for making me short. Aww. I hated it. Did people it. pick on you for it? <laughs> I just think they picked on me for other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember being made fun of for being short. Were there no other people your height? The girls and stuff? No, I think I just always felt little and weird. And I will say I remember wishing I was blonde and had pale skin. I think Mm. I was just weird. We didn't have a lot of money, so we were the only ones that shopped at thrift stores. Uh, So I just don't think I fit in, and probably a height was one of the things. And even now, um, I mean, I'd love to be a little taller just so, oh, my God, it would keep weight off so Mm -hmm. much easier. Like that alone, two more inches, and I'd be perfect, guys. (laughs) Um, but I think I think it's probably more just being a kid and I hated everything. But yeah. oh, that's what I'm saying. Even now, people will be like, "Have you?" People I've known for years will be like, "Have you always been this short?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm just loud." Like I think yeah. it made me who I am. I had to stand out exactly and, and be loud and yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I actually was went through like a shy period of being so tall and like would crouch all the oh, time and like yeah. be embarrassed to um, go to concerts and stuff and be like, "No, we have to stand in the back." I still kind of do that sometimes when well, I go to a concert. Well, you probably have to, right? I d- don't. I don't legally. My ticket. I paid for my ticket just like everybody else. That's I can stand where I want. That's um, a good point. But I do feel really guilty. Like I would I be annoyed want... if you if you stood in front of me, and that's mean of me now that exactly. I know someone six foot no. seven. I feel bad, but um, yeah, I think uh, I would. Yeah, I would just. I did get hit in the head with a water bottle one time at a concert, so I was like, oh, I better not stand in front anymore. <laughs> Oh, because you were yeah. blocking the view. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Did you feel like, not to get too off dog topic, but we'll find a way to get around again. When I first started dating Corey, who's a foot taller than me, uh-huh. tallest person I've ever dated, I remember feeling really self-conscious. I don't get self-conscious about my height that much anymore unless I'm around a bunch of tall people. Yeah. And then I feel like I've lost some power, so I'll just wear a little boot or something. Yeah. But being around him, I remember one day after dating for like two months dramatically throwing my heels off at his house and being like, I can't do this anymore. I'm sure. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I know. And I just had had it because I felt so weird. Our height difference. Yeah. So you guys have a bigger height difference. Yeah. Um, and I love that you talk about it and you call him your tiny husband. But yeah, what was that like husband. at first? Um, I, even my whole life, I don't notice height. Like even when you just told me I told you, I was like, really? I didn't even notice. Cause I, until I see a picture of us standing next to each other, I don't realize how much bigger I am than everyone else. You don't carry yourself like yeah. this enormous <laughs> guy. You really don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. Like I don't feel it in like public, like when we're holding hands or something situations, but he does drive a tiny two-door car. <laughs> and I, I, I literally had to bite my tongue so much like the first year that we were together because I, I just – hate it like I hate driving I hate being in cars I hate being down low to the ground I hate not being able to see over traffic you know like I just I drive an SUV I've driven an SUV since I was 20 like everyone you drives, should drive an SUV yeah, yeah so, that's fair um his little car which I I love him and I love that he lo- likes to drive because I hate driving too oh you really know? so he I'm drives so, you around yeah because I'm just so big I hate being in traffic I hate road trips I hate just oh, being sure. in a car you know our plane's the worst planes are the worst planes are the worst yeah uh like my knees my my between my hip and my knee locks into the seats like oh it's just like a tight lock so i usually have to like sit on the aisle and try to put my legs on the aisle and they usually get run over and it's i it's just uncomfortable um but uh but yeah so about i don't know eight months to a year into our relationship i had a breakdown like that about his car i was like (laughs) i can't your car hurts me it physically hurts me i have to lay the seat back i feel like i'm lying down through traffic i don't like this 
So just so you know. You know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But um, he looks so cute in his car. Aww. Like that car was made for him. You know, yeah. it's like a two little two-door gray sunroof little like RSX thing. And like he looks so <laughs> cute in it that it he wears it like a t-shirt. And I'm just like, I feel like a Ken doll in like a Fisher Price people car. You know? <laughs> right. I'm right. just too big. Um, but yeah, that's the only height okay. thing we've ever had. Um, and now would does it feel weird having a small dog? Yeah. So, yeah, like I was saying earlier, um, grew up with big dogs and finally having a small dog in my life. Uh, you know, the big dogs never slept in bed with us. Uh, the big dogs um, only came in in the wintertime. Like I grew up on a farm, so the dogs live outside, you know, and oh, not even on a big one. Yeah. Not even on chains. They have a doggy door and they come in and sleep inside during the winter. You probably never walked a dog. No. Never walked a dog. Yep. And um, so, yeah, and didn't realize that dogs needed to be walked three times a day. Yeah. And and, uh, she's a free eater, which I just learned about uh, because our dogs were free eaters. Uh, But I learned that house dogs, especially small dogs and stuff, you have to like monitor, like they eat once a day and you have to monitor what they eat and pick it up when they're done and stuff like that. But like we can leave a bowl of food in our house for Braddock and she'll just graze and eat it when she wants. That's how calm it is. And a lot of times... If he begs for food, if he like scratches on his little food door, mm-hmm. um, then we know he's hungry because yeah, he never that's does what that. Does. And we're yeah. usually like, you're probably a meal or two behind because he'll yeah. go a day without. When we first got him, he would just go a day and a half without eating and we'd freak out yeah. that he was going to die. And then you're like, she won't eat when we're not home. No, he won't either. Like if she stays at grandma's and stuff, she barely eats. And, and, and if he's on the road or if I'm on the road, she won't eat. What does Rob do? Uh, he is a producer. He makes commercials for video games. Oh, he works cool. for an advertising agency, but he has to travel for work a lot, like to go up to the video game companies in San Francisco and go to Las Vegas for the award shows and stuff like that. So traveling's easy when you're small. Oh my God. It's, I- <laughs> he can sit in a middle seat on a plane and cross his legs Indian style and sit comfortably. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever tried that, no. but I can sleep easily. Oh, he passes out as soon as he sits down. Mm-hmm. So frustrating. That is a good side <coughs> of being small. Um, wait, so you're from? I'm from Independence, Missouri. Kansas City, right? Kansas City. Well, it's all part of Kansas City. Independence is one of the small suburbs within it. Yeah. That's uh, where the Oregon Trail is. That's where Harry S. Truman is. Mm-hmm. So we lived not, I mean, maybe four blocks away from the Harry S. Truman home in the Independence Square, which is a um, like historic area where the... Oregon Trail and all the trails started and they yeah. were like, I'm going to, I lost my Missouri card too. But that's like where <laughs> yeah. they would pack everything up and then head out for gold from yeah. there. Was he the peanut farmer? No, that's uh, George Washington Carver. No, the, that's the inventor. Of peanut butter, right? Of peanut butter. Oh my he was God. a scientist. We're awful. We're really bad. I feel like a president was a peanut farmer. I think it was Truman. Really? I think. Ooh, I should know that. I don't know. Um, so, and then but, it also was like big into uh, the RLDS churches there. Oh, yeah. And meth. <laughs> yeah, meth is all of Missouri. Yeah. Meth is huge. Have in, you ever tried Morton. meth? No, I've never tried it. Oh, okay. No, I've never tried it. <laughs> I've never even smelled it. Oh, okay. If that makes sense? Because, like, sure. I feel like I know what a lot of, like, stuff smells like. Sure. Especially drugs. Yeah. But uh, I've never smelled meth being smoked. Um, I will say, in college, I went to college in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, which okay. is Southeast Missouri State University. Got it. Home of Rush Limbaugh. Um, oh, joy. Yeah. And, um... We lived in a tiny little house. Uh, the whole like it was one of those houses that like the seniors graduated and moved out, and then like upper class would move in. So it was the theater house, you know, the yeah. theater department house. Like everyone always wanted to live there. Yeah. Um, and one day I noticed uh, a hose coming from our outside spigot going into the basement of the neighbor's house, which was like a dump. And then I noticed uh, a big orange extension cord going from our outdoor outlet on our garage into the same basement. So. We, um, my roommate Marcus was the theater electrician, so he like dismantled all that stuff, you know, like he like unwired the outlet and like turned off the water hose and stuff like that. And then that house got busted as a meth lab. Wow. Stealing our water. They didn't come say anything to you? No. They probably just be like, oh shoot, we gotta find another whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they got arrested. Like the cops. Oh, it happened that quick. Yeah. 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 Did you call somebody? I don't know who did. Because it wasn't me and it wasn't my roommates. Wow. But cops came a couple days later and arrested everyone that was there and took them out. Wow. Now, are your parents um, still on the farm? Mm-hmm. And what do they think of you, like, what do they think of your, like, big Hollywood life and you and your husband and you have this dog and... Uh, they love it. 
Yeah. Now. Yeah. They love it. They love Rob. Um, he, I mean, he's definitely their son-in-law. They love Aww. Braddock. Uh, you know, my mom calls herself grandma, <laughs> sends us doggy treats and stuff like that. Like they, lo- yeah, they love my life out here. Um, which was really nerve wracking. Yeah. You know, I mean, coming out of the closet is hard, especially in Missouri. Yeah. Can but, I ask how old you were? Not that this is um, about this, but. I was officially, when I came out to my mom, I was 20. Okay. But I came out like when I was 18, when I went to college and I was bi. <laughs> Stupid. Right. <laughs> uh, never even kissed a girl like ever, but I was bi. And then uh, <laughs> uh, spent a semester abroad okay. in London for six months. Ooh. And I totally came out of the closet when I was in London. And then when I came back. From London, I was like, oh, I guess I have to go back into the closet, and I just couldn't do it, so I just came out when I came back. Yeah. How'd she? How'd she handle it? Great. Her sister's a lesbian. Um, Her cousin is a gay man in New York. You know, like he's lived in Manhattan forever. Um, Gay runs in her family. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. So it wasn't. It was nerve wracking. I never thought I'd I'd tell her. You know, because she didn't want us to be gay. Uh, growing up, she would say that. Well, I think too, a lot of it's hard. She would say that too. We don't want, yeah. I don't want you to be gay. Yeah. Don't be gay. She, well, she would, because uh, I was, you know, a theater kid and like um, big and stuff. She's like, please don't be gay. Like, I just, I don't know. Oh, uh, what a horrible thing to I say know. to your kid. I know. Well, and I'm sure too back then, I mean, it was, it's uh, also a protection thing of like, yeah, your life's going to be a lot harder. Yeah, it was the early 90s. And there's scary things out there that we, yeah, that's very yeah. different. Um, and, uh, so that made it hard for me to come out, you know, because sure. I knew how she felt. But then it was easy. And she was like, oh, I love you. I know. I know you're gay. I love <laughs> right. you. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Um. So moving on to gay icons. So a lot of the, I guess not everything, but a lot of the shows you've worked on kind of have that theme to it, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. worked on Fashion Police. Fashion Police. I wrote for Joan before she died. How was that? Uh, Fun. Yeah. I miss it. Yeah. Uh, It was really hard and it didn't pay a lot of money. That's why we went on strike. Yeah. Um. Because we just wanted to get a, like a living wage for what we were doing. Right. And especially, it's not even like a living wage. Like you could live off what we were getting paid barely, but you could live off of it. But you definitely needed like second income from something. Which is ridiculous. Where are you finding time for that? Which is ridiculous, especially compared to every other show like Ellen or Tonight Show or anything are getting paid like astronomically right. compared to what we were getting paid, you know? And right. it's like everyone else gets paid this like we should too. Not to mention how much work and time and effort it gets to getting a job. Mm-hmm. You should be rewarded for that. Yeah, I mean, I have been doing stand-up since I was 19, so for 16 years. Mm. And I got Fashion Police... Four years ago. So I'd been doing stand-up for 12 years and it was my first show that I finally got. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it was hard and it took forever. Um, Did you interact with her to where when you guys were on strike, she was mad at you? Did you feel that personal when we, part of it? When we brought it up, like when we as a whole decided to like, oh, let's tell her that we want to join the union. Wasn't even going on strike. We just want to join the union. And um, she freaked out. Mm. yeah so um and it wasn't much after that it wasn't long after that that we went on strike do you look back on her with fondness or i do now you do oh yeah i do now um because she had a great life and um uh, she's an icon Mm -hmm. you know and she did a lot for female comics and gay comics and female people and gay people you know like she did a lot of charity work and she was a great woman and um helped a lot of people you know, she was also just a staunch businesswoman. Yeah. So. And that part's shitty. Mm-hmm. That's like the one thing that I'm like, oh, if if you had only stepped up there, it would. Yeah. There wouldn't be this little tiny asterisk. Exactly. Um, You know. Did but, you ever interact with her dogs? Yeah. And I can't remember their names, but they would. Um, We had all of our writers room meetings in her house. Mm. Well, Melissa's house. She never lived here. She would. That's the other thing. Joan would fly from New York every week on Tuesday, do our writers meeting on Wednesday, Thursday, shoot fashion police, and then fly back to North Thursday night. On so a she, private plane or did she just? No, she flew first class like American Airlines. Huh. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so uh, our writers meetings were always at Melissa's house in the Palisades and she had um, two dogs, a little dog, which I think was Jones that Joan flew okay. with. And then Melissa had, um, they're kind of like, it was black and white, kind of looked like a lassie, but not like a pointy nose. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it was just like long haired, like a white chest and black. I can't even just. Like a border collie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Collie. Um, and he would walk around and like sleep at our feet and, and, and put his head, he would like put his head on our lap. 
mm-hmm. and be like, pet me now, please. And <laughs> then he would go off and sleep in the living room. But um, yeah, her dogs were super sweet. They were great dogs. They weren't like, I feel like, uh, what was it her show or was it someone else where the dogs were just like shit? Oh, that was the Osbournes. Mm. Where like the dogs were just shit Because everywhere. they would just keep bringing home dogs. Right, they had like right. 10 dogs at one point. But remember? shirts weren't like that. She took care of them. And oh, she took care. Like they were her children. They were pampered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Melissa's dog too. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh, and then RuPaul, you've written for. I did. I Last season. Did yeah. you love it? I did. Um. Reality TV is a lot different than I thought it would be. Okay. I thought it would be. I was a challenge producer. So I wrote all the challenges that the queens had to do mm-hmm. on the show. And I thought that it would be more creative, more writing, and stuff like that. And then it was that for a little bit. And then it was building and purchasing and producing the challenges once we did them. Oh, gotcha. You know? And, like, while we were filming, it's a really fast, hard production schedule. Right. So it's, like, a lot of, like, hurry up and wait kind of stuff, you know? But, like, get this, get this, get this. Okay, now we have two hours till the queens come back from lunch or something like that, you know? So... Um, but it was an amazing experience. Uh, now does, does RuPaul have a dog? No. Everything must be tied back to dogs. Not, not in LA. Um, I don't know if RuPaul has dogs, but I know that he and his husband live on a ranch in like Montana. Like RuPaul doesn't live in LA if he, oh, if he doesn't have to. Yeah. I might've known that. Yeah. He prefers, uh, he and his husband live out of the spotlight and, um, far, far away. Like Smart. the only picture of his husband is from like 1992. Like really? there's no, not even any pictures of his husband. Does his husband online. come on set? No, no, no. He never comes to really? LA. Yeah. What does he do? He's yeah. a rancher. Oh. Like it's a working like 300 acre Montana like. Where you will be like, hey, I used to be a farmer. <laughs> I know. I didn't get a lot of FaceTime with Rue, mm. you know. And when we did, we just talked about gay stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you use a lot of, because. I mean, obviously, I've used, as I call him, my muse. I use comment all the time and stuff. Uh, but, like, how much of your personal stuff comes out? I feel like every writer probably does. Yeah. Oh, I try to, uh, especially when I was writing jokes for Joan. Yeah. Um, like, one of my greatest jokes that the room loved and the head writer, Tony, loved and everyone loved. And Joan refused to say it because it was too vulgar, which I was blown away by. Wow. Which never happened. Um, but uh, I want to say it was the Oscars. And Jessica Chastain was wearing a red dress that like came up behind her neck and everything like that. And I said that she looked like a dog penis because it looked like a lipstick. <laughs> like lipstick, yeah. yeah. And literally my joke was she looks like a dog boner. That's all I said. Oh. And everyone loved it. Like it's just a quip. You know, it's not even a joke. Right. I just said she looks like a dog boner. And she refused to say dog boner. She wouldn't even like make reference to a dog penis. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I found her uh, barrier. You know, I found her interesting. Her yeah. I wonder if it was because of the dog part. I don't know. I don't know what it, I know. She was she had her hand in a lot of dog in animal charities. I know. Well, before um, right before she died, I was randomly doing hair and makeup on set for something else. One of the I don't know if he was a prop guy or producer. I can't even remember. But I remember he worked with Joan Rivers. And she was, like, getting ready to do stuff with, like, a dog food company. And that was in the yeah. back of my mind. I was like, oh, my God. Someday I want to get her on my show. Or I want. <laughs> and, of course, then not only did she pass away, but, like, yeah. that's not going to happen. But maybe it has to do with she's very protective of the dog part. I know. I, I honestly think it was. So tell me about your show that you write for Hey Queer. Hey, queen. Queen. <laughs> hey, queen. <laughs> okay. I couldn't read my own writing. I was like, is it hey, hey queer, queer or hey, um, queen? I love that you like family feuded it in your head. You were like, good answer, good answer, good answer. Yeah. Hey, queer. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> it's hey, queen. Uh, it is an internet talk show with my best friend, Johnny McGovern, as the host. And I'm the head writer. Um, we, it's... Um, Kind of like an old-timey talk show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Johnny as the host, and then on a separate couch across the room is Lady Red Couture, who is a six-foot-eight black drag queen. Lovely. And uh, she's his, like, Ed McMahon. <laughs> so we, I write all the intros and monologues and stuff that we do. And then uh, it's always one guest from, like, the gay-famous community. Sure. So it's mostly RuPaul Drag Race contestants. Sure. RuPaul hey. did the show. RuPaul did our show. Oh, nice. Literally the week before I got hired at, at the show, RuPaul did the show, and I think that's how I got hired on Drag Race because I got 
totally like separate of each other. I got uh, RuPaul did our show, and then I found out about Drag Race interviewing, and I got the interview of Drag Race, and I said, "Oh, I just met RuPaul. He did my show." And then the next day, I got the call and I got the job. So I think it, I think that helped. Yeah. They um, that uh, meeting Ru really helped. But um, yeah. And then we've had um, like uh, Daniel Francesi, who was in Mean Girls. Oh, nice. He was the gay kid in Mean Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. So it's mostly that. It's mostly like famous drag queens and trans women and um and you know out gay actors and stuff like that like we had the queer eye guys we had um who else we had candace kane who's who's like a trans icon she's on i am kate with caitlin jenner she's like her best friend now oh, on the show. i haven't watched it yeah she's the one that like they keep rumoring is caitlin's girlfriend but they're just best friends oh okay you heard um, it here folks yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a scoop. They're just friends. I don't tend to watch a lot of reality stuff unless it's it's one of the reasons I did. I can't get into it too long because I just reality is not my thing. But I like shows if it's not like when it's a real competition. Like I like Master Chef Junior. Okay. Because even though you can tell times where you're like, all right, they told the kid to say that, but when you're not seeing that part and they're really encouraging and it's actually about a, yeah. Um, a talent. I, yeah. I like that. I think part. besides Drag Race, the only competition-based reality show that I watch is Biggest Loser. Yeah. 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 That's like, a, I could see that. Yeah. It's motivation to lose yeah. weight. And also, um, I just like seeing the transformations. Yeah. But everything else, like, I do watch the Kardashians because they're legitimately funny. Like, they're <laughs> they're really good improvers. Like, they're, they're just, they're ditzy. Yeah. But, like, the stuff they say is really fun. And I the mean, way they make fun of each other and stuff, it reminds me of, like, my brothers and I, so... I watch that show only and also because it's set in L.A. And I just like, I don't know, like, do you ever go to a movie at Arclight and then L.A. is in the movie and then like it gets blown up and you're like, I'm in that city right now. That's yeah, it's up really screen. distracting to me. Is it? Yeah, I love I, it. I, so like, I, I don't watch... mind it. It is what it is. But I, I think my mom said when I was a, um, the first place she took me to was Cinderella or no, Peter Pan. Mm hmm. And she, I was like three or four, and she thought I was going to be swept away by the magic of it. And the entire time, I was like, who's pulling that curtain up? How did that happen? What's So oh. I've always... So you don't have like a sub suspension of disbelief? I have a head. very hard time doing that. Yeah. So that's I. That's part of the reason I don't think I like reality shows as much, because I want to... I pick it apart. So a lot of times, if, if I want to relax and watch TV, um, it has to be like a drama or a movie I would never want to write for. Yeah. Because otherwise, the entire time I'm like, "Oh, that's great joke construction," and then yeah. I just can't turn it off. And it's actually kind of, or the first time I saw when they did Batman, and they filmed it in Chicago, uh, the Christian Bale Batman's, the Christopher yes. Nolan Batman's, okay, which I lived in Chicago at the time, and mm. it, I mean, all of us it blew our minds because we're not used to seeing our, we're getting it more now now yeah. that they they're getting a lot more shows out there, but. Um, yeah, it takes me out of it. Yeah, NBC is obsessed with Chicago right now. It's a good town. They have it's PD, freezing, but... ER, or not ER, but like they have like, oh, Chicago Med. Med like they're yeah. all different Chicago's fire. It's really fun to see <clears throat> that it's finally, because there's so many good actors in Chicago. That's why they're yeah. all out here. I almost went to Chicago, honestly, because I lived in New York. I lived in Brooklyn for three years. Okay. From Missouri? Uh, yeah, after college, moved to Brooklyn for three years and then um, hated it. Like, I love New York, and I'll always love New York, but until I'm, like, a millionaire, I don't want to live there again. Yeah, And sure. I'll go back and visit in a heartbeat. Sure, sure. But I don't want to live there again. So I moved back to Missouri to be like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I know I want to tell jokes and write television, but I don't know where I want to do that. And um, I was like, oh, I guess L.A. And then I went to Chicago, and I was like, oh, I think Chicago. And then I was like, no, I don't want to walk through any more winters. Yeah. And a friend of mine was like, hey, I'm moving out of my apartment. I need someone to move into it in L.A. And I was like, oh, that's a sign. So I just did that. Moved out here. And we're so glad you did. Yay. It's clearly the right thing. It is. All right, Todd. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I have any other questions I want to ask you. I do not, but we are going to play a game. I love games. Yeah. I live for games. This game is called Off the Leash. Off the Leash. Todd, you're going to answer these questions as quickly as you can like without thinking fire? too hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. You're already thinking too hard. Quick. I know. All right. Great. What is your favorite dog movie? Uh, Wizard of Oz. Wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's great. Good answer. I mean, Toto. He's like a dog icon. It's a great answer. Right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. You'd say that. Yeah. I I talked to um, Lassie's original owner uh -huh. and his and the trainer uh -huh. and uh, his one of his uncles trained Toto, but he called him Toto. 
like really pronounced it? Toto. 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 So I now <laughs> always call him Toto. All right. What's your least favorite dog name? Um, least favorite dog name. Uh, I don't know. Oh, like colors, like pink. Oh, <laughs> you know someone who named their dog Pink? Yeah, I know like Pinks. I know Blues. There's a lot of Blues. Oh. That or like Chanel. I know That's a lot of Chanel's. That's w- awful. That. Like stop it. Isn't that what Coco and um, Ice-T just named their baby? Is Chanel. Ugh. I was at Runyon the other day and there it was. Um, uh, someone said, uh, Givenchy, come back. And I'm like, oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. I can't be a friend with that like, person. Like you can't have designer dogs and name them after designers that's like you can't do that dumbest that's the dumbest uh that's amazing all right what is cuter a tiny pug named braddock or a tiny husband named rob <gasps> oh, i'm gonna have to say pug only because i can't like talk to her on the phone so okay. you know and like she um is more fun to look at <laughs> On my phone. Sure. sure. <laughs> Does she Skype with you? Does she know how to look at a camera? We FaceTime a lot. Yeah. And like she can? When I'm on the road. Um, well, Rob has to hold her. But well, she I know that. I don't mean can she dial your phone number. No, no, no. I'm, but I'm does she recognize like, yeah, you? Yeah, she looks. Yeah, she oh. looks for like a second. And then okay. she does the pug, like scan the whole room constantly with her eyes back and forth. Okay. You know. Comet doesn't get technology. He can't. Oh, really? Yeah. We When we first moved here, Corey was gone on a gig for four and a half months and we couldn't. Yeah. He kind of perks up when he hears him say his name, but that's... What about, like, doorbells on TV? That'll get him. Yeah, Braddock barks at those. He's and... dumb where if I do, like, a knock on wood and then knock, he'll start barking. I'll yep. be like, dummy, she it was does me. Too. Yeah. Yep. I will bark right in front of her face, and I know she sees my fist, and then she looks at the door and barks at the door. Really? I'm like, Braddock, you know it was me. <laughs> that, and I still haven't figured out the formula, but she barks at dogs on TV, but I don't know what it is that makes her bark at them on TV because, like... We've watched Dog Whisperer, and sometimes she barks at them, and other times she just looks at them and looks away. And I'm like, what are you barking at? Oh. Like, yeah. I like, she'll bark at like a Target commercial when the Target dog comes on, mm. but then other times she won't bark at the same commercial. So is I'm it like, celebrity what? dogs? No, it's just any dog. You know what it really is, though? Is uh, dog tags jingling? I think. I think it's the jingling of dog Ooh, tags. We yeah. should do an experiment. Yeah, I know. Because she has one of those little bone-shaped ones you get from like the sh- machine at Walmart. Yeah, yeah. And um, it really jingles on her harness. So when we put her harness on, that's what it sounds like. And when she hears that, I can tell that she hears that on the sidewalk outside. She'll start barking. Like the jingle of a dog tag. So I think it's that. But It's Pavlov's jingle. I know. Something. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what's the weirdest thing you've ever done with your dog? full-on photo shoots with a professional photographer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How much money did you spend on this? A couple hundred dollars and <laughs> outfits. Like, there were outfit changes. Because we were doing, like, family pictures, like Christmas cards. This was a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got a really good picture of her with us, and then we got a ton of pictures of her without us. I mean, why not? And then for Christmas for Rob, I had the best picture of her in, like, an American Apparel hoodie. Um blown up to poster size and framed and it's in our living room now it's a giant black and white picture of braddock just like being all puggish in her hoodie just like staring and oh what a good gift yeah but yeah i would say like a full-blown pug photo shoot that's a good gift (laughs) all right final question okay um i would like you to pitch the show that you're going to be either producing writing being on you can decide how much involved you are okay that involves the two themes are gay and dog. Or dog and gay. Doesn't that be gay dog? Oh my god. The dog gay show. Go. Um Well, uh I always think that like when I'm obsessed with like old ladies that carry dogs around in purses. Mm. So it would probably just be like a reality show like the Kardashians, but following the dogs of those women instead of following like those women, you know? So like, yeah. like a dog in a purse at a fashion show and like a dog <laughs> in a purse in an escalade and like a dog in a purse at a concert. Like what's it called? Um, oh my God. um, it is called, uh, keeping up with the Pugdashian. Yes. It's gotta yes! be. And it's all pugs. It's, it's all, be. it's sure. Yeah. It's gotta Mostly be. pugs. Sure. The occasional there can chihuahua. be like a sidekick who's like, um, like the Kimmy Gibbler. Of... Yeah, exactly. Like a chihuahua. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. Um, there's gonna be a lot of those. I'm yeah. sure. But yeah. Keeping up with the Pugdashians. <laughs> Can't wait. I know. All right. Todd Masterson. Oh, my God. Thanks Monique. for being on the podcast. I had so much fun. This is so great. Like, I love, all I ever want to do is talk about dogs and I stuff. know. And drink wine and sit across from a table from each other. I know. It's this is the so best. much fun. Yeah. Thank well, you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. 
you want to see Todd's hilarious tweets, uh, they're found on a place called Twitter. Have you heard of it? He's on there. Follow him at Todd Masterson. And make sure to follow us as well on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Our website itself. What is it? TwoGirlsOnePupShow.com. So you can find out about cool shows coming up and see hilarious comedians like Todd. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. Uh, my name's Todd. This is Braddock. She's my daughter. Uh, I really wanted pickles on mustard seed, but I lost out. I like food names, too. We were going to call her Pixie. But, um, Braddock does a couple of tricks. One we like to call Pugzooka. It goes like this. That's it for Braddock. Thanks, guys. need to get a hold of Braddock, uh, and she's not like responding to her first name, I compiled a list of names that I do call her on a daily basis. So um, you can also call her Bradonkadonk, yeah. uh, Brack, Brack Attack, Pug, uh, Pig Dog, Pig Pug, Puggle Butt, Little Dog, Little Butt, Whittle Dog, Whittle Butt, <laughs> Baby Girl, Little Bean, Crazy Pug, Miss B, Chicken legs, one of my favorite, Frito feet, because her feet smell like Fritos. And if you are like taking a nap with her and you just like stuff her foot in your nose, it's the most delicious nap you've ever taken. If she doesn't respond to any of those names, just vigorously shake a bag of McDonald's french fries and she will come out of a deep, deep pug coma to your feet. Um, so that's Braddock. Rob and I suffer from a thing I call dog Tourette's, uh, or it's like ADH dog. Uh, we'll be having a conversation, and if we see a dog, we just say, dog, really loud. Uh, a lot of times when we're driving, too, like, Rob does it more than I do, and it's kind of terrifying, because we'll be like, oh, we're just driving, and it's quiet, and we're talking, and just, like, I'll be like, oh, I can't wait to go to the store. Dog! And it scares me a little bit. But uh, I can't not acknowledge a dog's existence if I see it. Like, I have to say, even if it's like a poodle, which... Rob knows how I feel about poodles. Uh, but even if it's a poodle, I mean, stop mixing them with everything. I don't mean to be like a dog supremacist, but like, stop mixing, stop mixing poodles. Okay. One Pup Pupcast is produced by myself and Sammy Junio and is part of the Hello Lion Face Podcast Network. Additional contributions and Googling by Corey Rittmaster. Our theme music was created by Matthew Lauren Cohen. The Two Girls One Pup logo was designed by Lindsay McRae and the Pupcast logo was redesigned by Heather Hanford. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, share, review, shout it from the rooftops, howl at the moon, tell people about us. Thanks! Sit, comet, sit. I said sit. Ugh, don't embarrass me, dog.